0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen, this is Teddy Roosevelt time, episode numero uno of the inaugural teddybroosevelt.substack.com podcast today. For loyal fans of Teddy Roosevelt, I'm about ready to blow your mind, folks, because we are expanding the Brad Swale metaverse from his own uh, uh, number one political podcast in Austin to his... Appearances in studio with Todd and Don at KLBJ, the legends. To now, if he's on the line still, the one and only iconoclast Austin legend, hero, husband, dad, host, and producer of the Austin City Councilman podcast, (laughs) the one and only Brad Swale. Brad, how are you doing today?
1: Oh, hold on, I'm I'm still bowing. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm great, man.
0: Te- Brad, the the tables have turned. The metaverse people are probably freaking out. I'm introducing you. I'm going to have a little applause thing coming on. I don't know. I'm, I might have to play your theme song backwards, Brad, to do the intro <laughs> just to expand the metaverse.
1: That would be pretty funny uh, if you did that. that You have have my permission. Is that Todd
0: Jeffries? Hold on. Is that Todd Jeffries on the other line? Hold on. Nope. Oh, it looks like oh he 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 just hung up. All right, Brad. How how are you doing, man? You're expanding the metaverse. Uh, Welcome to the inaugural episode of the. uh, I think we're calling it Teddy Roosevelt time. So, I mean, that's what you said at the
1: beginning. I don't know. I don't know what this "we" is, man. You. This is your show. Whatever you're calling it is what we're calling it.
0: You don't know the feedback could be tremendous for the metaverse expansion, Brad. Like, it, I don't know if you know, like Brendan Schaub. Like he's got a Empire. I think he's on like four different podcasts now that he co-hosts. Like he has a Tuesday one, a Thursday one. So,
1: yeah. Well, you know, the... Brendan. They have, they, I'm sure they have plenty of producers uh you and I are it, seem, it seems like we're i don't know about you but I'm my own producer here they have you know they very their very own Jamies who sit there and uh, control the boards and maybe do some, do some research on the fly you know when I'm doing this and'm when you're doing this we're staring at our screens trying to do everything all at once
0: so for those who are brand new, brand new to uh the Petty Roosevelt um Universe and the Metaverse, Brad Swale can be found at Brad Swale. That's S-W-A as in Adam, I as in iguana, L as in lamb, um, or llama. Take your pick, double L. Um, and, Brad, you're the host of the Austin City Councilman Podcast on Spotify, iTunes. You on title?
1: I mean, I, I think I'm on whatever podcast, wherever podcasts are found. I, I believe you could even ask your your. Uh, home assistant device, your smart device. Alexa. To, to the, oh yeah. Yes. I'm not going to say it cause I have one sitting, I have one sitting right next to me and, uh, boy, is that annoying. Um, so yeah, you can find me there. And of course I'm, I'm always on the Todd and Don show on KLBJ Friday mornings from 9:30 to 10.
0: Awesome. So that's central time and you can find that on tune in radio. I know that. So Brad spin the wheel. Lots to talk about the, uh, sub I like to cover some national stories, but um, since we're starting uh, local and we met through the Austin City Councilman podcast, let's talk about what's going on in Texas here today, Brad. It's the summer solstice day after, uh, longest day of the year. So if you're a solar sustainable energy fan, this is a huge, you know, huge week. This is when solar's peaking. Did you see the, uh, the graph I sent you with the projected wind power for today from ERCOT?
1: Well, I mean, what's the difference between wind power? I mean, it's the, it's the longest, well, I guess, you know, we're one day after the longest day, right? But uh, wind power looks way down, I would hope, considering the weather and the, the, the time of year that solar is going to be skyrocketing. Is that not the case? Uh,
0: solar is p- pretty consistent. It, 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 it peaks to around 10,000. Of course, it's, uh, the sun do- does go down. I mean, that, that's the whole thing is the – thank God the sun is at its peak when wind is going down, but heaven forbid the sun goes down at the same time that the wind drops. But right now, like – and people were trumpeting on the left. They love the cherry pick, um, you know, hot days to make huge pronouncements about the climate. And let's not forget there was only one 100-degree day in Austin at Camp Nabry all last summer. Um, and no one made huge pr- pronouncements about it cooling. But yeah, Brad, it was it was twenty twenty five thousand. I think wind and solar one day last week it was it was over thirty thousand. Everyone's like, oh my god, wind and solar are you know combined providing I think it was thirty eight percent of today's electricity. Hey, that's great. But the whole problem, and who want wouldn't want Um, you know wouldn't it be better just to eliminate all the dirty energy and just harness it all from the sun and the wind? I mean. Who wouldn't want that reality? The big thing here, Brad, I want to expound on this, is the Biden administration's plan to bring us into a Green New Deal, green thing. He's accelerating it way before. This is a decades-long plan, and they want it to happen right now, and it's punishing everyone in a million different ways.
1: Yeah. Well, Teddy, I think that uh, what you're not considering, and I, I don't think many people are considering this, but once the uh, nuclear war gets hot with Russia, what are we going to do when there's a nuclear winter? How will the wind blow? How will the sun shine? You know, the, I, from the movies I've seen, everything's, everything becomes pretty desolate. So yeah, it seems like the, the air is still, and of course you can't even see the sun. So what do we do then?
0: Brad, the whole Ukraine uh, situation, do you see Ben Stiller uh, had an opportunity and Zelensky had time to carve out of his busy schedule to, to shake his hand? Did you see that?
1: I did see that. And, uh, you know, some astute observer on Twitter, I think, uh, pointed out that he must be doing some sort of... Um, you know, role research for a movie that's coming up. I, I That would not surprise me, right? I mean, he's got to get out there. He's got to meet. He's got to uh, get his name back in the, the public imagination. And they kind of they have a similar build. Similar build. They don't look that much alike, but a pretty similar build. I, I think he could pass.
0: I'm, I'm shocked Ben Stiller didn't rock the uh, green tight T-shirt with a zipper um, that Zelensky seems to just have, a ta- like, surgically attached to his torso now.
1: Yeah, he's gone for that, uh, that, that, in Military.
0: Look almost. Yeah, sort of like military. He's, yeah, he's not going, uh, a, a typical presidential. I mean, the guy is worth,
1: the, I think the guy is worth hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, and has, you know, multiple homes across Europe or whatever. And, you know, he's trotting around in this green t shirt. You know, I guess that was, uh, that, that's what, uh, Steve Jobs did. You know, he simplified his life, just wore crappy old blue jeans and that black. Tony Max, maybe maybe Zelensky's trying to channel his inner Steve Jobs. You know, focus on the important things, not what to wear. Simplify your life.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, the the fact that it's a war zone, they're trying to tell us it's a war zone, and none of these people from Joe Biden to u two to whatever looked like they had any concern whatsoever about being shelled by heavy artillery. Um, and it just seems like the media's tune has changed and now the sanctions are backfiring did you see you know two years ago germany made a huge deal about they were shutting down all their coal plants did you see germany had to fire those bad boys back up
1: yeah they had to they had to fire them back up and you know where they're getting the coal from
0: uh bangladesh
1: no Russia? teddy you get one more guess yes
0: but from Russia. Well, I saw all these European countries ask Bangladesh, like, please, can you make more coal or send us more coal? The price of natural gas, um, it fluctuates a lot. So I, it, that's gone up. And now you're talking about a serious danger of people freezing to death. I mean, it, Denmark, Finland, Norway, these, these countries, Spain, there's not oil, giant oil reserves in great Britain. Um, so it, it, it's crazy how they, their sanctions are just, um, really punishing, uh, uh, you know, the European and the American middle and lower class. I mean, anyone making under a hundred K is feeling it. And especially if you have kids, I mean, if you have any, that no matter what your income is, you're, you're feeling it, uh, big time, um, so yeah, did you see Biden is supposedly he's making a speech at 2 p.m. this afternoon, Brad, uh, about a gas tax holiday, federal gas tax holiday that will be 18 cents uh, for a gallon of unleaded and 25 cents for diesel. How do you feel about that?
1: I mean it's not enough, right? 3 days is not enough. They need to make that permanent. Make that holiday three make, months. That a, 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 make that a jubilee, right? Forgive us. It's 3 months, Well, that's still not enough. It needs to be a permanent jubilee. We need to be be free from the gas tax.
0: Well, what I understand is the gas tax is to pay for the interstate uh for roadway yeah, it pays, for, it,
1: pays for, it pays for the roads. I get it. I know.
0: Well, they just announced, I don't know if you know, a one, you know, he just gave a $1 trillion, the infrastructure bill. That's the one thing that they did get passed. And that sort of segues into the next thing. Um, I don't know if you've seen, but each state, all 50 states has until I think it's August 3rd to submit to the Biden administration Um, And Texas has $448 million. They just submitted their plan um, to build a electric vehicle charging grid um, every 50 miles on every state highway throughout the country. And Texas, I mean, you've, you've, you've states like Wyoming and Colorado, like it's just simply not feasible, like, Hardly anyone, there's, there's no services out there. There's no wires out there. And they wanted to have, uh, you know, the Texas one room for four. So there's four stations that you can pull in. it's going to take 30 minutes to charge the typical battery from 10% to 80%. So uh, the grid they're making in Texas, Brad, is going to be like, a, I think, a three-year plan or a five-year plan. First, they're doing it in major areas, then whatever. Then you're talking about, like, the panhandle of Texas, like, ridiculous places where, guess what? There's 30 counties. Well, I think out of the 250-some counties in Texas, uh, 230 have at least one electric vehicle registered. There's 20 counties that don't have a single electric vehicle registered, but they have to dot. You know, all, all West Texas, like imagine, like between El Paso and Odessa Midlands, like those desolate highways along the border, there's going to be charging stations there for four cars
1: yeah and you know the they admit that the, the you know one of the reasons why people don't buy the electric vehicles one of the hesitations is because they don't know how they would charge it if they were you know to take a trip somewhere if they were to drive from say Austin to Houston, will it make it? will I be able to charge it somewhere in between or when I get there or whatever uh which I think is a you know it's obviously a legitimate concern, and this maybe helps alleviate that a little bit, but if there's only four charging stations per uh per station right if I'm leaving Austin and going to Dallas, let's say, and I know I'm going to need to charge it, you know, I, I I'm going to, I'm going to try to make sure it's at a hundred percent, you know, at some point down the road, I'm going to get to, you know, 10% or whatever, you know, there's going to be a lot of other people. I'm not the only person driving to Dallas at that point. I'm sure that everyone's always driving to and from Dallas between Austin and Dallas, you know, the, the, the four stations, and if it takes 30 minutes, you know, it just sounds like such a pain in the ass to do. I mean, I, I like the idea of an electric car. Um, they're not, as my understanding, they're not as environmentally friendly as everyone thinks that they are. You know, the, the mining that goes into making these, uh, these batteries and the, the, recyclabil- the recyclability of them all, it makes it, you know, this is not going to, me personally, this is not going to change my mind about the, the usability of an electric vehicle uh, if I were to try to go somewhere outside of Austin. I'm going to stick with my, my diesel SUV. Thank you very much.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, two of the top three concerns people have with the electric vehicles is, where am I going to charge it, and will I run out of power? And they were asking the Texas, there's a 47-page PDF, I'm going to break it down um, on Substack later, and they have the like, granular, granular details, and they were asking, like, is there going to be, like, a reservation system? They are like, yeah, we're hoping to have something in place, because they go, Okay, there's a hundred and I think it's 28,000. Brad, there's 30 million residents in Texas, roughly. There's 128,000 registered vehicles as of um, I think it's 2020 or 2021. Electric right, vehicles? That's probably gone up. Electric vehicles, there's 130,000, yeah. roughly. In Texas, that's definitely gone up by at least ten, twenty thousand, 20,000 just with Tesla and all the tech workers who've moved to central Texas from the coast, California. Absolutely. There's no question. Oracle employees, all that. So even so this grid is going to handle a million. They go, it's built to handle a million cars. So it can grow by another 850,000. That's, that's what their plan is. So in three years, imagine this. So, so the grid's supposed to be done by 2025 or 2026. So if 850,000 electric vehicles get sold between now and then, and most of the electric vehicles that, that, have, that are registered in Texas are new. They, half of them have been purchased in the last year. They're, they're this decade, the model. So it's going to be maxed in capacity. Like, you might have to make a reservation for that. Like, for 4th of July weekend, if you want to drive from Austin to Corpus Christi or Port Aransas to go to the beach, Brad, Mustang Island State Park, you might have to reserve um, your slot in the four-car ch- charger on the way down there or the way back if you're towing a boat in a truck. Or And they say they're going to have pull-through ones for RV and trucks, but maybe two of them are for compact cars, two of them are pull-through. So you won't be able to make it from San Antonio to Austin towing a boat with the air conditioning in a truck um, if it's electric. So just imagine, like, it totally takes the spontaneity. I mean, sometimes it's just spontaneous. Hey, it's going to be super hot. Let's drive down to the ocean. And it's two or three hours. It's not that ridiculous to just do it on a, on a whim. And it, 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 it's just a level of stress and anxiety. And the one, it's like, what if you're, they go, what if the thing's out of order? You know what if it's a, a, a freezing and the connection from the from the thing to your car is, is too cold, or what if it went out and there's no service guy and it's in the middle of nowhere like you're stranded you're stuck. And yeah, so I'm a, curious
1: how the the reservation system is going to work though. I mean, you know, the, it how far in advance can you make the reservation? Well, you know, they, you're driving they, along and you're about to run out of battery and the, all of them are full. Uh, you know, what do you do? Do you just show up and hope that you can squeeze in or you're already there and someone else made a reservation? You know, that sounds sort of like a logistical nightmare.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Well, and they're saying they don't even know if it's going to be in place. So you don't know if you get there, if you, it's a half hour already you're waiting to charge. So if there's two cars ahead of you per slot, I mean, you're there for a couple of hours. I mean that's yeah. a that's that sucks. And then you can't keep the AC and the radio going and to charge your phone because you might run out of juice.
1: No, well, I mean what we are not considering is that the, the technology will likely improve and the 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 distance the uh capacity of the battery uh, the maximum distance will probably improve over time. I'm you know I'm sure it will. I think the Cyber Truck is supposed to have three batteries. Where well, I think the other Teslas have a maximum of two, maybe. Uh, so, you know, they will, they'll get longer distances and maybe it'll become less of a problem and and this will sort of work out, uh, you know, in conjunction with that technological advancement, but, you know, I don't know what else can be done. I mean, certainly, you know, it's fun to talk about the, the, the problems of all of this, but, you know, what are the solutions?
0: Well, Brad, one thing's for sure, uh, th- th- the amount of, I think there's 500,000 um, pounds of earth or tons of earth that gets moved to make, like, one of these batteries just to get the lithium, the cadmium, everything. And then the workers, how did they all get to work today All to the Texas uh, Tesla Gigafactory? Did they ride their bikes? Did they walk? Did they all drive electric cars? I mean, and then a, a lot of the other components are made from oil and gas, so... Let's not act like it's a totally benevolent thing. And let's not also act like we aren't rooting for this. Like, I think it would be the most amazing discovery. Imagine if someone uh, – imagine if it was Moore's Law with processing power. If anyone doesn't know that ch- the, the law of chips, I think it's every 12 months um, the cost drops or the spe- and the speed doubles. And you can see it with, yep. like, digital cameras and um, – you know, little, little, little chips, like how cheap like an eight gigabyte USB drive has gotten in 20 years. It used to be 80 bucks. Now it's two or three. It's just a chop key. So imagine if that was the case with solar, Brad, it would be a miracle. There's, there's the problem with solar and wind and anything sustainable and is no one's developed a battery to harness all this energy. So the solution right now is, yes, let's devote more resources into the R&D. Let's incentivize um, uh, companies to really, hey, if we're putting people on the moon, you know, imagine if if Bezos and uh, Branson and Elon, you know, devoted all that to trying to figure out how to get a solar panel to harness every little bit of sunshine and then sort of store it. I mean, If you look at the history of humanity, like, almost all the breakthrough energy inventions have happened in the last, like, 150, 200 years, from steam power to oil to you name it and figuring out the uses. It seems like we're due, man. Maybe someone can invent uh, something that that harnesses these... uh, the power of the sun a little bit better. But to act like... We oh, yeah. need, well, it also
1: like, figure out where else, where else to build them besides China. Isn't it like 98% of all solar panels and uh, their components, they all come from China or something like that?
0: Yeah, and then the, and then the semiconductor too. I just wrote a, a substack about this, teddybroosevelt.substack.com, about 92% of the world's semiconductors that power every single smartphone, laptop, ballistic missile, like everything... Um, and now, do you say semiconductor
1: or do you say semiconductor?
0: Oh, it should be semi, semi. Probably the latter, I think. You're always good at I correcting don't mean, a,
1: I don't. I'm semi. not saying one is correct or not correct. You said semiconductor, and that's. I don't. Is that? I do people say that? I don't know. You're from a different part of the country than I am.
0: Um, I don't know. I'm thinking probably a semi truck instead of semiconductor is probably semi semiconductor. Like semi or you know, trucking? Well,
1: I mean, a semi truck, right? You say that, don't you? Semi truck. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I think so. I am. I'm, it's a Philly. Hey, I don't. I'm Philly, just. I'm just off. grilling.
1: I'm grilling you. I'm grilling hey. you. Uh, what back were you saying? To...
0: Oh, geez. I got your. Uh, su- I got but... your
1: stack substat- Well, I got your stack substat- pulled up right here, all about the Chinese Communist Party's propaganda uh, from the they're Global calling. Times. It's
0: they're ramping it up. They're using the exact same uh, uh, blueprint as the Ukraine thing. It's just a slow bleed. That's the thing is all these sanctions, Brad, are backfiring. There literally will be people freezing and starving to death in 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 Europe. They have it way worse than us, at least. Um have you seen any of the farmer fear porn, Brad, on TikTok where they're like this this bale of hay last year cost me you know, four dollars. This year, eighteen dollars. This thing is brain. Did you have you seen any of the farmer fear porn?
1: I mean, I don't know if I would call what I've seen fear porn, uh, but someone, a, a listener of my show, uh, did send me a video of a a, a very beautiful uh, rancher lady. Seems like there's a lot of really hot uh, rancher ladies out there, but she was talking about the the prices. Farmersonly.com. dot com. Farmers what?
0: Farmersonly.com. dot com. Remember that dating site?
1: Uh, was it? Farmers Only.
0: I, I know what you're um, talking about. I thought it was a joke, but it was real. It was it was very popular.
1: Well, whatever. I you know I, I'm not gonna not gonna dirty up my search history with farmersonly.com. That's uh you know I'm a married man, Teddy, and uh, I'm my, Brad. I'm, it was a straight watch. and
0: narrow. Like it was a Christian. A lot of Christian couples uh, found there. Farmers only. It wasn't a
1: well, Christian Christian of, couples. Buddy. Christian farmer couples looking for a third. Is that what that is?
0: I don't know. There was no nefarious activity. It was just good, (laughs) hardworking farmers who are, you know, you're out in that rural area. I've lived in rural parts of the country where the grocery stores, uh, you know, you might not see uh, someone your age and your demographic who's single for weeks, Brad.
1: Yeah. I might be able to play this uh, video. Uh, I don't know if you can hear the audio. Let me see. Let me try it real quick.
2: Hey, guys. So, Diesel hit $7. Can you hear that? Yeah.
1: All right. I'll keep playing it.
2: Look at this. Look
1: Look at at this quality of gas. Go ahead. ahead.
2: Hey, so diesel hit $7 in Indiana today, and so me – being me, I automatically call a friend who they're farming thousands of acres, okay? Us as a small family farm that started out on a 20-foot by 20-foot garden, well, we don't have thousands of acres, okay? So I asked her, I said, hey, how much diesel did you go through last year? From getting soil ready and land ready to plant all the way to elevator. They went through over 22,000 gallons, guys. 22,000. And at the current price of basically $7, that's over 150000 thousand dollars in just diesel costs to the farmer take the fertilizer prices take the extra seed prices take the extras that are being passed down to the farmer that we currently have to pay without any income coming in okay it is going to hit you guys i need you to understand to actually start taking control where you can
1: there it is that's 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 what i've seen
0: Brad, Brad, that's the exact clip I was I was referring to. I'm very impressed. You're oh well look, at, well, look well, look at that! Of the, greatest guest in the history of the Teddy Roosevelt Substack podcast. I mean, for sure, you're Is on, it Teddy
1: Roosevelt Substack podcast or is it Teddy the Teddy? Bro- is it Teddy Roosevelt time or Teddy time? What is it?
0: What do you think? Cuddle we, time. It, it, cuddle, it, time.
1: It, Te- cuddle time with Teddy. Cuddle t- Teddy cuddle.
0: Teddy cuddle. <laughs> Dude, farmers only. You got your uh, libido up, just talking about uh, farmer and then playing that. Um, it's a good thing
1: this is audio that... only.
0: I think Teddy Teddy time uh, or the or Teddy Roosevelt time. I think Teddy time maybe.
1: Well, you got to make think? you got to make a decision real quick, man.
0: I I, I Teddy. Am, public, t- t- I mean, Teddy t- time. Up.
1: Teddy time is rolls off the tongue a little bit better.
0: I think you're right. If I that's think what you're leaning right. towards. I, I but whatever we're right. talking
1: so, about the the Chinese Communist Party we got the a bunch of sanctions we got uh, you know inflation is, is through the roof you know when is this when is this going to hit Teddy I I go to HDB you know several times several times a week and you know my grocery bill hasn't been uh, you know drastically increased it's it's pretty much uh, you know what it already was uh, it's certainly not cheap. But I've seen the shelves are are still mostly filled. The other day was the first time. I think I went on Sunday. Today's Wednesday. And they were, you know, on Monday. They were actually out of a lot of stuff, a lot of produce. I don't know if that was just the time of day that I went or what. But it's been, I don't think I've ever been to a grocery store where they were that low on inventory. And maybe, like I said, I I didn't ask anybody. I don't know what's going on. But, you know, you see this these pictures and videos all over social media of grocery stores across America, having empty shelves, you know, beyond just the baby formula shortage. And, you know, it's hard to tell what's what, you know, I'm sure if I went to HB right now, they'd have plenty of stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm hearing Brad, that we're not going to see the real, uh, um, numbers until October, November. Um, I read a big article in Pennsylvania, all these farmers, they taught the agricultural, agricultural uh, commissioner, and he said there's two uh, problems. They don't have enough money to put the plants in the ground, and they're afraid they're not going to have enough money to pull them out and harvest them, whether it's the labor shortage. The one guy goes, yeah, I go through 2,000 gallons of diesel fuel. My tractor gets three miles a a gallon just driving around. So if you have big equipment, you might not be able to afford – the simple, um, uh, task of, of, of planning, spraying and, you know, harvesting. So they're like, yeah, there's going to be major. And then fertilizer. Like I looked at, I, I really nerded out and there's some things like with the fertilizer where it's literally the highest it's ever been across the board. So they either bit the bullet planted what they normally planted and we're going to pay for all the fertilizer or they just said I can only do 70 to 60% of what I normally do. Like the one guy said he needs 500 gallons of Roundup, the uh, the weed killer, per year. Yeah. And his uh, distributor was only rationing out 50 gallons a week to everybody so everyone can get it and he doesn't know when it's going to run out. What if, what if, what if he can do the $50 a week up until the middle of September? And then he's like, sorry. And then locusts come in or something. The way things are going, like, you know, locusts could be on the, on the horizon. So yeah, Brad, I, I, I hear we're going to be, and then think about feeding all the animals when they have to render the animals. I know that's a different harvest schedule, but they've had to fatten up, um, you know, cattle and pig and stuff like since this. So that's why I'm really worried about Russia uh, uh, cutting off the gas. The worried for Europe is that, and I'm worried for us, but they're going to have it double with the fuel and um, because they, they have, they have no fuel and it's, it's literally the sanctions are backfiring. We were all told that Ukraine was brave. The ghost of Kiev was shooting down planes, Brad, and, Putin was going to run out of bullets. He he had cancer. He had dementia. It's the same thing they were saying about Trump, you know, when he walked slowly down the ramp. Oh my God, Trump's, Trump's losing it. But Biden yeah. bites it, you know, on a bike. Uh, oh, everyone does that. He just got caught in the toe clip. So yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting how the media now is like, okay, well now Russia, like at this point, If there was any um, smart people in the room, wouldn't they engage in diplomacy, Brad? Wouldn't they try and bring the two sides to a table and negotiate a deal? Because it doesn't seem like this thing's going to end anytime soon. Um, The people who are paying the price and bleeding are, 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 are taking the pain are just normal citizens in the Western Hemisphere
1: yeah well the the crisis does give them cover for uh poor economic decisions of the past many decades especially over the past uh, couple years you know printing yeah i don't know what 38 percent of the the money supply in the past two years whatever that is um so you know it's they have some incentive to to keep this going rather than bring two sides together Um, and you know isn't this the problem with globalism right i mean you you want to rely on your neighbors and, uh, hope that they, they agree with you and want to, to trade with you fairly and openly and not hold things against you and, uh, you know, do all that stuff. But, you know, you're sort of relying on your neighbors to be, you know, on the same page as you, you know, and that's, that's just really not possible with, you know, the U S has 330 million people. China has a 1.6 billion or whatever it is. Russia has, uh, however much, Europe has all, however much, and they all have different uh, wants and desires and, and, and goals and motives and everything else, different cultures. And, you know, this is, this is the consequence of globalism, if you ask me.
0: Absolutely, Brad. Um, that's, that's, that's a great, uh, great analysis. I'm curious, can we uh, transition <laughs> to, can we transition to uh, your favorite topic COVID for the final segment of the show?
1: It's your show, man. We can do whatever you uh, want.
0: Dude, you're I the guest booster, of honor. Man. You've already you, you already brought in an audio clip. I'm just honored and humbled and grateful that you uh that you broke off the time. Austin Iconoclast, host, legend, Brad Swale, D R A D, S W A I L, that's at Brad Swale. You can find him on Twitter, Spotify, the Austin City Councilman podcast, Mr. Swale. Question for you. Have you seen the airport delays and cancellations all over America the last weekend? Uh, It's been going on for a couple of
1: years. Well, um, I mean, I I know that has been happening. I haven't noticed any, I haven't seen anything, you know, about some sort of recent uptick. Uh, It is affecting me personally and and sort of in a way. My mom took my oldest son to uh, Scotland for a few weeks and they're supposed to be back today. But due to delays and cancellations, stuff like that, their itinerary is changing a little bit. They'll still be back today, just not as at the time originally planned.
0: Mm. I'm curious if you think it has anything to do with the – remember there was sort of some pushback from some pilots about the vax mandate in October, and they were all saying Delta, American Airlines, Southwest, you have to get it. And I remember at one time, I think American 30% of the pilots were unvaccinated. Do you think there's a correlation
1: between the uh the, the, the vaccine pilots, mandate? the yep. mandates
0: yes and the staffing did, I thought they dro-
1: did they not did they not drop the mandates
0: they they may have dropped them by now but it was uh october of last year i was just looking on twitter and retweeted some stuff the ceos were requiring it so they yeah. might cuz it's in the travel industry and then yeah, so so I'm just understanding a lot of them took early retirement as opposed to doing it, um, or they transitioned into hey maybe they're just flying private jets or uh, smaller regional airlines.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean that, there certainly could be a that. correlation. I don't know. I mean uh, you know there's there seems well, to be a worker shortage everywhere you turn.
0: Percent. Yeah, there is. Yeah, if you just figure like three percent or five percent of the flight attendants or pilots said no, that's a huge. You know, that's hundreds of affected flights. And then there's bounce back COVID. I mean, Justin Trudeau just got it for a second time. Maxine Waters just got it for the second time. Like in a couple months, like Trudeau had it end of January and he was triple vax. Maxine well, Waters was science. Cr- 100% science
1: more. itself got got COVID.
0: Science itself got COVID again?
1: Well, I mean, they, they, he got COVID, what, last week?
0: Oh, Fauci. Oh, you're right. Science, yeah. the TM, the science himself got COVID. Yeah. He yeah. did. It, they, it is, they, I don't they know they anyone unvaccinated. He, yeah. Go ahead. I don't know anyone unvaccinated who's struggling like this with bounce back, rebound, um... And I think most people I know are vaccinated. It's probably like a 60-40 split. And I don't know anyone who's really struggling with it, but it just seems like an inordinate amount of people. Um, Brad, there's breaking news when we just got on here. Uh, Baltimore Ravens player, 26 years old, in the prime of his life, uh, Never, the, no history of drugs, alcohol, depression. Was in the best shape of his life. Was going to start for the team. Died, twenty six. Sudden passing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Jalen Ferguson uh, died Ferguson. at the age of twenty six. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, a sudden passing. And uh, you know they they express a, and this may be a little bit uh, poorly worded on their parts. But they expressed their heartfelt condolences to Jalen's family and friends.
0: Well, wasn't there just a Democratic uh, congressman whose daughter died, 17, in her, in her sleep, and they just sort of brushed that one under the rug? And I think I've mentioned on your show, there's a, uh, if you go to dailyvoice.com, um, the Ocean Daily Voice, or just do a search for Ocean Daily Voice. It's a county, Bergen County in New Jersey, the obituaries there. It might be two two or three counties. The number of sudden shocking deaths in people in their 20s and 30s, it's absolutely unbelievable. I mean, since we've last talked, Brad, you had Justin Bieber. Sudden, adult, sudden
1: adult death syndrome.
0: Sudden adult death syndrome. Justin Bieber gets... Half his face paralyzed from Ramsey Hunt um, syndrome. And if you look on Twitter, there is a doctor February of 2022 saying, I've never seen a case of Ramsey Hunt syndrome before. I've had three patients so far this year. Seven weeks into the end of the year have Ramsey Hunt syndrome. His wife had a mini stroke, blood clots. She's 28, got rushed to the hospital in Palm Springs in April, had to have surgery. Um, in May, and then he has facial paralysis. I mean, what are the chances of that happening to two people in their twenties and not having it be related to the vaccine? I mean, it, 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 it's unbelievable to me that all this stuff keeps happening. And I, I don't know how the Ravens person died, but there's no way just a 26-year-old. He wasn't involved with gangs. Like he was by all. He was married with two kids by all. Um, accounts just a happy. So I don't think it was suicide. There's no way. Um, I mean, I'm ninety nine point nine 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 percent drugs, alcohol, no way. He had too much to live for. What happens? What happened? Yeah, it I, just.
1: I, that, that's a good question. You know, I guess, we, and we may never know.
0: We may never know, but what I'm hearing, Brad, is this ba dot four, and we're 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 coming up. Do you have, do you? How much time do you have? You got. You're a busy man. I know. We got three kids.
1: I mean, I'm I'm okay right now.
0: Okay. Um, obviously, this was a lot worse in the European soccer. They had a, a lot more um, Sergio Aguaro retiring. I mean, that was pretty uh, uh, pretty insane um, at age 33 in the prime of his career. But. Yeah, these the BA4 uh, and BA5 variants, Brad, it seems like these are a lot more contagious and the hospitalizations are surging. Uh, Portugal, highest vaccinated country with over a million people, they have the highest case rate and highest death in Europe right now. Do you think there's any correlation? Israel, 70% of the new cases, the people are seriously injured and it's not the Delta, not the Omicron, it's BA4 and BA5. And so The fact these vaccines have been formulated for these old variants um, and the new ones seem to be causing a lot of harm, specifically in the vaccine, and it's, it's unbelievable that they're continuing full speed ahead and approving it with kids.
1: Yeah, approving <clears throat> it for kids is really a bridge too far. I mean, I you know we maybe people could argue that uh, for adults and uh, elderly and stuff like that. You know, I, I could understand for the elderly, sure, whatever, fine. But when it comes to six months to five year olds, the you know vanishingly vanishingly small risk factor that COVID plays to these 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 the, defenseless the, 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 the little children. Uh, and then pushing this vaccine on them when they know that uh, myocarditis, pericarditis, pericard- or whatever, you know, and all of these other reactions have been uh, so so negative and widely reported, it's insane. And when I get text messages almost every single day from uh, Texas Children's Health. Uh, somehow I got on their their text chain uh, about available appointments uh, for for children six months and over for the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, I started getting them, and I, I get them sometimes several a day.
0: Wow. But well, it, 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 I mean, have you studied like the dosage? Um, how how different it is for the Moderna versus the Pfizer? It seems like the furthest thing removed from science I've ever seen.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, the the Moderna dosage, I don't know what it is for the young children, but the adult dosage, it's like 100 micrograms for the Moderna and it's something like 40 or something like that for the Pfizer. I don't know.
0: Okay. So for kids, two doses of Moderna, 25 milligrams each, um, two doses, 28 days apart. So you're getting 50 uh, micrograms, which is half an adult dose with a Moderna as a six month old kid. So think about that. If you're six months old, let's just say you weigh, like, 15 pounds, um, you're getting a, the, uh, half the dose that a 150-pound or a 250-pound adult's getting. So it's, like, literally mega dose For Pfizer, it's 3 micrograms per shot, 3 doses, tw- the first two 21 days, and then at least uh, um, 8 weeks apart. So you're getting 9 micrograms with Pfizer, 50 with Moderna five times, and they go, hey, what's the difference? Um, what do you recommend, uh, FDA uh, advisor? Do you recommend the Moderna or the Pfizer? I mean, it seems like a huge difference. Five times the medicine, and it's concentrated and in two days. They go, well, any vaccine is better than no vaccine, Brad. So either one, whatever your pediatrician has on. But like, oh, trust the bleeping science. Like, shouldn't it be like, oh, if you're if your weight is under a certain thing or like uh, the difference in weight between a six month old and a five month old, a five year old is pretty significant. The difference between the amount of medicine in these notes from five micrograms to nine is pretty significant and they don't have a recommendation for you, Brad, like which one would be better? I would think the nine micrograms for a six month old would be better than a 50 micrograms in 28 days, you might knock your baby on your, on its ass. And then uh, the, the PDF, top right corner, bullet point, oh, warning, um, hey, if you get myocarditis or pericarditis after the first mRNA vaccine, you should halt all mRNA vaccines until the condition clears up. Then they say you can go ahead and inject it again. They literally said, hey, if you get myocarditis or pericarditis, um, you should probably discontinue it until the condition clears up. Then you can go full steam ahead and inject again. Like, you greedy evil. This isn't about science. like, And that's the whole thing, Brad, is there wasn't a question of whether or not the FDA or CDC was going to improve this because they had all the vaccines ready to go. Monday morning, in the exact Moderna and Pfizer, in the exact special for kids um, uh, dosage. So, I, I, I mean, they had already signed the deal or whatever. So, it was just a mere formality. All the FDA, they're all corrupt. And some of them said, like, when you look at the data, I mean, have you looked at the data? They're basing it on 10 cases. They're Yeah, basing the, my the, understanding...
1: The, my understanding is the data is not all that uh, not all that great.
0: The efficacy of the Moderna or whatever is thirty one percent for I think two to five year olds. Thirty one, it's, it's under forty. Thirty 31, 37 percent. The other thing is they gave the first two shots of Pfizer to them, and three hundred seventy five kids got COVID. So they gave that everyone a third shot eight weeks later. They're like, oh well, this didn't work. Then they gave him a third shot. Threw all the other data out and said, "Oh, well, only ten kids got COVID out of this um, out of this group." So they ignored all the people who got COVID in between the second and the third shot. They just threw the data out, Brad. 95 percent of the data, and just went with a, "Oh well, it's been um eight you know twenty one days since we gave him this shot at the end of April, which was eight weeks after the second sh- the second shot." And so that's how they came up with the regimen. Trust the bleeping science. Are you freaking kidding me? They just tried to salvage their failed study. That's what they did. And everyone just looked the other way. Oh, okay. It's no rhyme or reason. The only reason they're getting the the eight-week thing is that's just when the results came up. And they're like, oh, well, looks like we have to inject them again. I mean, how are we allowing this? So how are we allowing these, these these big pharma people to roam free without I, – I mean, th- these people are evil and greedy. I don't understand where the outrage is. And it almost seems like they're trying to bombard us with inflation, Ukraine, because if COVID was the number one thing and the vaccine was the number one thing, everyone would be talking about the Baltimore Ravens linebacker right now. Everyone would be talking about the quote-unquote breakthrough cases. I mean, just look all over The triple vaccinated, Brad, are testing positive um, way more than the double. Why?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Teddy, you asked the question about how we let these, uh, you know, these pharmaceutical executives sort of walk free or whatever. But uh, before I answer that question, I need to take a quick break from my new sponsor, uh, Pfizer. Pfizer, uh, doing the, the, the good work for your family, keeping everyone healthy. That's Pfizer. Go to Pfizer.com for more information on uh, how they can, you know, what Pfizer can do for you. Uh, So back to you, Teddy.
0: That was brutal, Brad. Hey, we are taking sponsors, by the way. (laughs) Hey folks, if you enjoy this content, uh, don't forget you can find me on Twitter at underscore Teddy Roosevelt, but we need some money. We need some sponsors. If you're a Patriot, realtor real estate agent if you're a patriotic business like a black rifle coffee of austin there's a ton of people out there that would patronize your business just for having the cojones to state that you're a proud american patriot and guess what we're not hardcore people say far right wing or right wing brad and i are as cool as they come cool as a couple of cucumbers on a on a bed of ice on a hot summer day in Texas. So, Brad, do you enjoy uh, ice cold cucumber on a hot summer day? Like, uh, no. No, you know, you don't you know like my cues. diet. Oh, that's right. You're 100% uh meat. That's right. Well, not, to say that I uh, wouldn't,
1: I, not to say that I wouldn't have a cucumber. I mean, I, I enjoy I like. I like the flavor of a cucumber, a cold one. Sure, why not? But that's not, it's not something I usually go towards.
0: Okay. Well, I was just saying how cool we are. So, anyway, sponsors, hit me up, DM at underscore Teddy Brozevelt. Hey, you can get a week-long sponsorship just like Brad did that little Pfizer ad. We can give you a 90-second ad on the teddybrosevelt.substack.com. Teddy Roosevelt Teddy time. Show. So
1: Teddy, what time, Teddy, 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 com said podcast. You got to get this straight, man.
0: Brad, I don't know if you know, but I did a uh, trilogy. I did a blockbuster double part about Bitcoin mining. You mocked and scoffed when I brought this up last summer, last spring. And uh, it feels like the table has turned. I don't want to say my <laughs> articles uh, <laughs> caused a trillion dollar crypto collapse. It could have been a butterfly flapping its wings uh Elon sees sees it and he he ends up selling he feels all guilty about you know remember cuz Tesla put a bunch of bitcoin on a, on their balance sheet and everyone said hey dude this is like the most environmentally mean thing you could do you're sort of contradicting the whole electric vehicle thing by supporting bitcoin so it seems to be hovering comfortably right around 20 but what was it, Saturday? I mean, dude, it was dropping like 19, 18. I think it was down to 17.5 at one point. And uh, you don't hear about the Bitcoin miners. You know, they were really patting uh, themselves on the back, that, Brad. They were going to shut down and save the grid. And today we've got peak energy demand. Wind power is at the lowest I've seen ever. Um, it literally is almost around zero at noon. Bitcoin's about twenty thousand. You don't see any press releases saying, hey, we just shut down uh to save the grid, like when Bitcoin was at sixty thousand.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen with, with Bitcoin and crypto. Who knows? I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll bounce back some. Who knows? I'm not giving you financial advice on this show. Come on.
0: Brad, yeah, the the uh are you familiar with the uh well Elon Musk sent a tweet, uh, he was talking about Wellbutrin and some of these psychoactive drugs. And he goes, oh, I think I've heard a lot of people having a lot better experience on ketamine and um, psychedelics. And there's been a, a little explosion of ketamine clinics in Austin. I don't know if you've noticed
1: I have I, I'm I am aware of it. I haven't really seen them. Uh it's something I'd like to try just for the experience, but uh, you know, I don't know I don't know how to go about that.
0: I well I was thinking about uh 'cause well some of them it's like eleven sessions for thirty five hundred bucks. Um so I was thinking, hey, if you want free coverage of your ketamine clinic, Brad and I are two uh people with a, Social media profiles or whatever, you could give us free ketamine, and we will report on the experience to all of our followers. How about that? Uh,
1: I'll, I'll I'll I will tweet about it while I'm on the ketamine. How about that? Is that better,
0: Brad? That sounds great. I seriously, I've had. Um, The death of my parents, Uh, my mom and dad, losing your mom and dad, that's always, I know your your dad just passed away, and there's a huge outpouring of love, grief, and support. I just lost my dog. I don't think I need to do ketamine over the dog, but you lose your parents. I had a a drunk uh, and drugged driver run me over four years ago, uh, February 2018, broke both my legs, three ribs. it was very traumatic. Um, and everything was going awesome. And next thing you know, I'm like in the emergency room for eight hours. So I'm not what I still have, uh, a little, uh, a little, um, I think lingering, uh, things from that. But if you look at the Google maps reviews, uh, it's really for people who were in the military or people who, you know, lost a spouse or they were going through medical stuff or just had a really deep treatment-resistant depression, um, it literally has changed their life around. Uh, so I figured maybe sure. we could come up with, with a package deal. And um, the whole point of this, we were talking about stock investments, Brad. There is uh, several psychedelic stocks, um, including a ketamine one, and I will send you the ticker symbol, Um it, it, that it's my stock tip of the, of the quarter for, for Q3 coming up here. Now,
1: I, so, I mean, not to be your, not to be your lawyer or anything, but I don't know how wise it is to give financial advice on your show, today.
0: No, no, I don't just, well, it might be, and then you just do the opposite of whatever I, I tell you, like I was thinking about doing a gambling uh, advice and then whatever I do, you just do the opposite and I bet you'll, you'll be raking it in. So, hey, man. Yeah. All right. Well,
1: um, Any, anything I, else, I, I mean, Brad? You no, know, I think that's it. That's I mean, we almost did a full hour.
0: That, um, I'm, I'm honored, like I said, grateful, humble. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you?
1: Oh, well, I'm on Twitter, at Brad Swale, B-R-A-D-S-W-A-I-L.
0: We mentioned it a couple times. You don't know how many people were, uh, you know, some people do errands, or they exercise, or they're... They could have been in the drive-thru during that time. So I wanted to uh, to make sure they know in the Austin City Councilman Podcast, you can find it on streaming platforms everywhere, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can find this podcast on my Substack. stack. Um, every time I do a new episode, there'll be a post. I will be back again tomorrow. I'm going to try and at least do 10 or 15 minutes a day, Brad. Get in the habit. Hopefully we can get you on the show again sometime in the near future. But you were a tremendous guest. It's an honor and a privilege to have you on the show, bro.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day, Brad. And thank you for tuning in to the audience. Have a great uh, rest of your day. Take care.